You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional. Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. All right. Is this thing on? <laughs> I just moved things around and, and nothing looks right now. Um, uh, excuse me while I reposition the camera. I, I yeah. Um, hi. And, and the echo, echo, echo is still here. So <laughs> you hear audio? Good. Because apparently, well, streaming is not working. Oh, well, it's not working to Facebook, apparently. Let me look over there. No, for whatever reason, Facebook is not is not working. I'll have to fix that. However, um, uh, streaming, live streaming on Shitter and on um, 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 Twitch is working and we are on YouTube and I believe we are up and live on Progressive Voices. So uh, we got that going for us. Um, uh, it's a work in progress, folks. Thank you for bearing with me. We are, uh, this is the first official show from the new studio, new studio, my old studio in the new house. We are in Arizona, uh, in Chandler, Arizona, and um, getting settled. But I knew I had to get back on the air because with so much going on, it's, uh, uh, you know, I got to talk, <laughs> got to talk about it. So, you know, um, there's so many different social media sites right now that, uh, you know, everybody's migrating off of shitter and for good reason. And if you're wondering why I call it shitter, because X is what uh, Elmo calls it. And so if you replace the T in Twitter or the TW in Twitter, actually with an X, it's X-I-T-T-E-R. And we know that X-I is pronounced she, right? So shitter, uh, there you go. See, it's logic. It's all logic over here. And, uh, <sighs> You know, I've been joking because that's what we do when we're uncomfortable, right? And I've been joking and saying, well, you know, I've been off the air for about a month for this move. Good thing nothing, you know, big happened while I was out, except it did. A lot happened. And it seems like all the bad shit that happened before October 7th has sort of fallen off the cliff because all we can talk about is, is this new war the latest war between Israel and Hamas. If I could issue one word of warning to people on social media who know just a little bit, you know, I've always said a, a little, little bit of, of um, information is a dangerous thing. So what happens is people who, who listen to one news source and, and don't do their own research are being led down rabbit holes. You know, uh, Donald Trump coined the term fake news. But I've been talking about fake news for years. Your original source for fake news. Fox News. We make shit up. 
Fox News makes shit up. I That spoke of Brittany Summers, by the way, the voice on that and who produced that for me after I asked her to probably 10 years ago. So fake news is not a new concept. Donald Trump just tried to own it, tried to steal it for himself like he does everything else. So here's what's happening. Uh, New so-called news organizations are taking sides. And what happened is this morning, this morning, our time, a hospital was bombed in Gaza. Horrific, disgusting, horrific, anything you can, you know, you can't say anything strong enough as to how sickening it is. They're saying 500 people killed, including a lot of kids, babies. And so, uh, you know what? I blocked them and I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it now. There's on, on the Blue Sky app. Let me see if I, I blocked this idiot. So I'm, oh, I may not be able to find it. Hold on. Let me see. Let me keep looking. Um, you know, like one guy writes, and this is why I support Palestine. So I guess he doesn't support waiting for, you know, the investigation to find out exactly what happened with this bomb. Of course, um, uh, Hamas is claiming that Israel did it, that Israel came out and bombed this hospital. Well, let me tell you something. Israel may be shit. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. The government of Israel today may be shit, and they are, but they don't bomb hospitals. That's what Hamas does. The Israelis don't or haven't historically. Am I saying they didn't do this? No, I'm saying wait for the proof. But somebody uh, who I blocked, she blocked me first and then I blocked her, posted something horrible. See, this is why the Israel is evil or something. And I'm like, uh, you don't have the facts yet. How about waiting? You know, there's no good guy here. Uh, the only good guys are the civilians. So uh, somebody who I also blocked responded to me by telling me to go fuck myself. <laughs> really? Um, and then I said, what the fuck? And he said, apparently you don't care about dead babies. Take it down a notch or five. Yes, I blocked people on Blue Sky today because they're all assholes. Look, uh, I, I'm not, I, I have no sympathy for whomever did this. But let me share with you the latest from National Review. National Review, if I recall, uh, not, not exactly a, um, I don't know what they are. But National Review, here. Here's what, what it says. The IDF said Tuesday that a hospital blast, the IDF is, is uh, Israel. The IDF said Tuesday that a hospital blast that reportedly claimed the lives of hundreds of civilians earlier in the day was caused by a misfired rocket launched by the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, or PIJ, a terrorist group operating within the Gaza Strip. Quote, On October 17th, at around 1900, the PIJ fired a missile missile salvo toward Israel. This is from an official statement from Israel's foreign ministry. One of the missiles misfired. Myocide, which happens all the time, especially with these primitive weaponry people. This this is a militant, this is a, a terrorist group within the Gaza Strip. They don't exactly have the most sophisticated weapon making equipment and their missiles do misfire. Anyway, Israel is claiming one of the missiles misfired, landing on the Al-Hali hospital in Gaza, causing severe damage, killing at least several well, this says several Palestinians and injuring many more. It's like 500 people dead. Um, uh, another, um, uh, an IDF spokesperson said, from the analysis of the operational systems of the IDF, an enemy rocket barrage was carried out toward Israel, which passed through the vicinity of the hospital when it was hit. According to intelligence information, as I wait for the rest of it to load, 
According to intelligence information from several sources we have, the Islamic Jihad terrorist organization is responsible for the failed shooting that hit the hospital. I am not saying one way or another. I don't know. How about we wait until the facts present themselves and then figure out what happened? But no, uh, you know, uh, too many are just saying, well, Israel did this. Obviously, Israel did this. Look, Israel is not innocent uh, in any of this, except they didn't start this mess. Well, this, this chapter of this ongoing mess that's been going on for centuries. This latest chapter started when Hamas had planned, apparently, for months, if not years, for this October 7th incursion into Israel, where they they went into a rave, which was attended by a lot of kids, young people, who probably had nothing to do with the government and probably are not supportive of either government. And they massacred 260 people. Now, I don't care if babies were beheaded or, well, I do. It's horrible. But this is not what it's about. It's not like who did something worse than the other one. They're all horrible. They are all fucking horrible. All right. Is, um, I got to ask you guys, is, um, YouTubers, is this, is this working? Uh, 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 I'm not going for anything blue America. I'm not blue. I'm not no decor yet. I'm not, I'm just, this is my first day in the studio. I'm already getting pissy and I'm getting defensive. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I'm trying, my studio is not finished yet. I put it together so I could get on the air today because it's too important to not talk about what's happening right now. I'm, I'm, I'm devastated, frankly, Uh, you know, as a Jewish American, a secular Jew, I don't practice any religion. I really, I have a disdain for organized religion. I believe religion is the cause of all these wars. I think if we had no religion, it'd probably be a lot more of a peaceful planet. We wouldn't be fighting over the Holy Land which frankly, I believe is all made up shit anyway. Some writers who were very creative, who wrote the Bible, told wonderful, sometimes violent stories. And most of the world's wars are waged on God. Who's God? Your God, his God, their God. Who fucking cares? What has God done for you lately? Come on. So, gee, I'm so excited to be back on the air to talk about this shit. And it is shit. So, oh, God, Kim, you, Kim has COVID. Listener, Kim has COVID. I, I'd sleep all the time, too. Yeah. So, anyway, here we are. Um, I do have a guest coming up in a few minutes and it's somebody, no, you're right. Adam Jones says there's no winner in any of this. It's a shit show on both sides. Absolutely. And what has me so angry today is all these assholes on social media, you know, yelling at me that I love to see dead babies and dead Palestinians and that I called Palestinians terrorists simply because I said, can you wait until we get the facts so we know exactly what happened here instead of jumping to conclusions? Because when you jump to conclusions, you jump into a fucking ditch. God, it pisses me off. So anyway, I read a very... Um, I, I was going to say nuance, but that's not the right word. I read a piece that was in the Times of Israel, um, published four days ago, and the 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 um, the title. I just want to make sure that um, uh, our friend Ron can get in because I'm not. I, I haven't heard anything from him recently, and I told him to be here around uh, two fifteen. So two fifteen. 
Arizona time, five <laughs> fifteen Eastern time, um, to to jump into the Zoom. So I'll keep an eye out for him. But um, his name is is Ron Skolnick, and he wrote a piece as a, a an editorial, an op ed uh, for the Times of Israel, and the headline is why it's important but so hard to be thinking about the quote day after. And Ron Skolnick is director of a group called Americans for a Confederation of Israel and Palestine. He's Jewish. He's got dual American-Israeli citizenship. He's served in the past as political advisor to the British Embassy in Israel. He was executive director of Merits USA Partners for Progressive Israel. He's a columnist and an analyst. His writing has appeared in The Forward, Jewish Currents, Haaretz, Tikkun, uh, and, and others, uh, as long as he's been interviewed on BBC, Al Jazeera, uh, and, and, and others. And um, uh, I happen to know Ron. Actually, I haven't seen him in uh, uh, over 50 years. <laughs> you see, we went to elementary school together in Bayside, Queens, in New York. And, uh, you know, one day I get a, I get a message on Facebook from somebody named Ron Skolnick that says, are you by any chance Nikki Sandler? And did you ever live in Bayside, Queens, New York? And I'm like, yes. Are you Ronald Skolnick? And he, he was Ronald Skolnick. He still is. And, and I'll embarrass him because he's not here yet. And while I wait for him to jump into the, um, into the, uh, 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 the zoom. I hope he got the link. Hold on. Let me, let me just check my messages and make sure. Cause I, I hate to be talking and him not being able to get in this whole time. Hold on one second. Let me look on this computer. Cause as usual, I've got, you know, <laughs> I've got two computers going, you know, me, um, that's, you know, just to make sure everything works properly. Uh, well, he doesn't seem to not be here. Let's see. Um, uh, 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 I got no message from him. I let a comment for you to check it. I'm getting so many messages about, um, uh, all of this. Okay. Well, it's there. There's the, there's the link. So hopefully he'll be here in a few minutes. Um, anyway, so while we're waiting for Ron to show up, I'll embarrass him, um, by doing this. So this was, I, I know he was in my, I believe he was in my kindergarten and first grade classes too, but I, I can't find those photos, but I do have second grade. So here's the second grade <laughs> class picture. See if you can pick me out. I know for those of you on Progressive Voices and who are listening to the audio only podcast, I, 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 uh, I apologize, but um, this is, uh, this is our second um, <laughs> our second grade class picture. Now, can you figure out which one is me? Uh, yeah, while, while you're here, figure out which one is me. And then, and I'll tell you which one is me. Um, so I, I am the little, I'm the cutest one. Okay, now do you know which one it is? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, th- that's me in the, in the bottom row, the, the, all the girls in the bottom row, and I'm right I think I'm right smack in the middle. Uh, there's four to the left of me and four to the right of me, right in the center. Durbin got it. That's me. And my friend Ron Skolnick is in the back row. And I believe that's him second from the right. So that's second grade. Ron, you better hurry up because it's going to embarrass the shit out of you. Here's third grade. And uh, once again, I, I think I'm right smack in the middle. Yep, that's me looking a little more disheveled. <laughs> um, second row, right so with, the, with the orange jumper with the yellow shirt underneath. And Ron Skolnick is uh, just below me. Um, not the one on, on my right knee, but the one by my left knee. I believe that is Ron Skolnick. And then, no, it was Bayside, New York, not flushing, but close. Um, uh, then we can go to, oh, this is a blurry picture, but this is fifth grade. I, I'm sorry, this one's so blurry. Um, that's me in the second row all the way to the left, 
looking very grown up. I I grew up quickly between <laughs> between a, a third and oh we we skipped fourth grade. That's what happened. This is fifth grade. So we went second, third, and now fifth. I I don't I can't find the fifth uh, fourth grade picture. Um, and uh, where's Ron? Ron is. Oh, he is right behind me, one over. So there's one guy who's right behind me and Ron is right next to him. And then there's sixth grade. Hold on, I've got this um, wrong here. No, I got the wrong picture up there, I think. No, that's the fifth grade again. Damn it, damn it. Um, Well, trust me, we have, there's another one. (laughs) And I I don't know where Ron is. I don't know. I did think I told him the right time. Um, Hold on. Let me just, let me see if I can't find the the correct photo. So uh, we get the full, here's sixth grade. All right, in sixth grade, uh, let me, so anyway, we were in most classes, between like, you know, kindergarten and, and, uh, sixth grade, sixth grade. I'm again, all the way to the left in the second row with the long hair and the hair on my face. And Ron Skolnick is in the back row on the other side by the teacher. So you see, we knew each other (laughs) sort of. And, and so I hadn't spoken with him in years. And um, then he, you know, contacted me out of the blue and uh, he asked if I ever do any shows on. No, he didn't. He didn't get cold feet. Oh, he knew I was going to embarrass him. That that's possible. I doubt it, though. I don't he doesn't know me now. I don't know how I was in sixth grade. I, I guess I probably would have embarrassed him. But um, how, let me pull this up again and see if I can't find what's going on. Ron, you coming? You coming into the Zoom? I I hope he gets this message um, because I don't have his phone number. You know, I guess I should I should um, start getting phone numbers of guests for for just this very reason. Because frankly, I I I honestly didn't didn't really prepare anything because I figured we're going to have this discussion today. Um, but what I can do, well, let, let's give them a few more minutes the fo- or I'll open up the phone lines. It's been a while since we've spoken. Should you care to weigh in on any of this? Please do. Uh, the number has not changed and it won't. It's 954-889-6410. Or you can Skype in if you are on Skype to Nicole Sandler. And, uh, I believe I've got this open. Yeah. So I've been gone a month and nobody wants to say hello. Really? Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. man. So now, you know what? Now in the wake of this hospital bombing that um, Hamas has blamed on the IDF, on the Israelis, uh, um, Mahmoud Abbas, the head of the Palestinians, has said uh, he left wherever he was, where he was supposed to meet with Joe Biden. Joe Biden is on his way to Israel. How about... We wait for the facts. You see, they don't care about the facts, just like Donald Trump doesn't care about the facts. They don't care. It's all about, um, it's all about, uh, um, um, it's all about uh, ratcheting up the, um, Anger on both sides. It's all about placing blame and jumping to conclusions and not giving a shit about, uh, uh, about what's, what's going on. And it's just terrific. All right, I'll tell you what. While we're waiting for, for Ron, I queued up. I was watching Nicole Wallace, who maybe may have been a Republican, but she actually does a good show. She's, she's smart. She asks good questions. Uh, she doesn't let her Republicanness come through too often, um, but I appreciate her open-mindedness. So she had on a guy, a journalist. Go figure, a journalist. Oh, I think Ron's here. Hold on one second. He's uh, he's here, so I'm not going to play that. I'll wait till uh, till Ron gets all situated, and I'll pull up his um, video. You know what? I'm going to take me out of here. 
So hide self view, then it'll be easier to get him. And Ron, hold on one second. I'm just going to get our shot set up and I'm going to bring you on. Now I got to find where I had us together. <laughs> uh, because, you know, I, I've, been, I've been off the air just so you know, for like a month. And so, um, did I screw this up? Um, for a month and um, I've forgotten how everything works because, you know, so I, I, I'm starting all over. I really, seriously, I forgot a few things and I think I set up our shot and I think I killed it. So give me one second so I can set up a new shot. Uh, Ron, you'll be happy to know I already showed them our, our elementary school photographs. So they know when <laughs> I can bring I up your audience. That's what you were trying to pull up. That, no, I'm just trying to pull pull up our um, uh, our two shot, as they say, as the kids oh, say. Okay. Um, but I already showed them that it, before you came on, so that they knew there was okay. there was a connection here. Um, <laughs> no, fifty years old, we haven't seen each other in fifty years, but um, in person, in person, we we have because you've come on the air with me before. Yeah, I, I yeah. can't believe I did this. I really just screwed this up. Hold on, let me close this. Let me do this. So at least while I get the shot set up, we can see you. So I'm not just talking to nobody. There's Ron. Um, hey, Ron. Uh, thank you so hey. much for joining us. Give me one second well, so we can talk because I multitask. I do a bunch of things at once. Okay. So um, I, I already explained that you are the director of an organization called what? Called um, not exactly an organization. It's a group that might we might become an organization. But um, the idea is... Americans for a Confederation of Israel and Palestine. And when you say a confederation, what do you mean? It is a model based on the idea that um, the area between the river and the sea is one homeland. And it's a single homeland for both the Jewish people and the Palestinian people. Um, and it can't be subdivided by hard borders. Uh, and then the model has to be one of, of partnership and cooperation and not one of of divorce or strict separation where people don't see each other. Um, so that's the idea of, of, of a confederal model. Uh, it, some people call it a modified two-state solution is one of the terms that's used for it. Some people call it the best of two states and one state together. Um, so that's the idea. Okay. And so um, is this a popular a uh, notion in Israel. I, I, you, I should mention you have dual citizenship, American okay. and Israeli. You lived yes. over there for a while and, and you yes. write about it and you're entrenched in this kind of work. So can you tell us what the general feel? And I know it's hard to overgeneralize and, and, and sure. if you can't just say it, uh, that's, that's acceptable too, of what, how the average Israeli citizen feels about, um, uh, the situation, I'm not talking about the war, I'm talking about before the war, the idea of a two-state solution. And we were wor working towards that until it all fell apart, right? Yeah. Um, the idea of a two-state solution has been um, growing increasingly out of favor. Um, and that's, um, you know, to... to to quote Shakespeare, um, a plague on both your houses. I think, I think certainly the Israeli government under Netanyahu has been responsible for delegitimizing the idea of a two-state solution, working against it, undermining with all its corruption and weakness, undermining the, the, the factor within Palestinian society um, led by the Palestinian Authority that ostensibly is for it um, and seemingly content until uh, 10 days ago with having a Hamas mini-state in Gaza, which could both exist and be pointed to as proof, as it were, with air quotes, proof that the Palestinians are unwilling to have a two-state solution. So uh, it was a strange um, sort of coexistence of two groups, neither of which sought a two-state solution. And over the years, if you follow the public opinion polls, whereas once upon a time, it was seen as a, a wonderful idea that large, large majorities on both sides favored, those numbers have been um, dwindling to the point where um, there are plurality, but not wow. more than that. I think the last numbers are in the 40%, maybe even upper 30s of people who favor a two-state solution, mostly because it's been delegitimized and seen as unworkable. Um, so yeah, the international community has been talking about a two-state solution, 
but the number of settlers and continues, the amount of home demolitions continued. Um, you know, and Israel seemed to prefer to work with the Palestinian Authority that gave them security cooperation, but not work with them from a political standpoint to actually move um, the two-state solution forward. You know, Netanyahu, for those of you who don't know, has been in power pretty much since 2009, except for a short, um, you know, interregnum when there was a sort of a center-right government, he would call hard right or far right. Um, so yeah, for most of the last 15 years, uh, there hasn't really been a determined effort to reach a two-state solution. Uh, now, Netanyahu is a very um, uh, polarizing figure. And in fact, there's a lot of similarities between him and Donald Trump. In fact, he was under numerous criminal sure. indictments when he was reelected, but he wasn't. Israel has a parliamentary form of government. So right. it's not majority rule. It's not a democracy in terms of how how we uh, in terms of an American democracy where it's supposed to be majority rules and it hasn't been that way. Thank you, Electoral College. But but you don't even have to have a majority there, just a plurality. And you you create a coalition. Now, in the wake of the beginning of this war, the attacks on October 7th that set off this, I'll say this stage of the uh, war. Is it fair to say that? Because there's not been peace in the region for a long, long time. Um. You know, in history, there's a phrase called periodization. When do you start the, you know, when do you start the beginning of something? And I think everybody, everybody who is an advocate advocating for one side or another is going to choose the periodization that is most convenient for them. Obviously, things were going on before that um, oppressive situation in the West Bank, Israel controlling the Gaza Strip from the outside once it left. But, you know, you can really cut your starting point wherever um, you want. What I would say is we're in a qualitatively different situation since October 7th. That's what I would say. Definitely. Um, well, since October 7th, it, it, we, what we're hearing is that there's um, a, 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 like a unified government coming together, like the, the more moderate factions are are coming together with Netanyahu and his very hard right coalition to have a unified government, which can only be a good thing because it's got to moderate the hard rightness of uh, of Netanyahu's group. Am I wrong there? First of all, I wouldn't call It's not exactly a unity okay. government. There's still parties that are not part of it, including the parties that represent the, you know, for the most part, represent the 20% of Israel mm. who are um, citizens who are Arab, Palestinian Arab by definition. Okay. Mm. So it's not an across the board. And there's also even liberal Zionist um, centrist parties that are not in this government yet. So I wouldn't call it a you know government of national unity. I would say that um, the biggest advantage of this party, call, who um, of Benny Gantz, he's a former chief of staff, and he's actually polling wise um, way ahead of any other party at the moment. Um, the biggest advantage of him coming in is, I, as far as I know, he has demanded, though I've yet to see results. He's demanded that Israel have an exit strategy for what it's about to do. I don't trust personally Netanyahu to have an exit strategy. He is a master of tactics and a failure at strategy. Um, and so I, I really wouldn't have trusted them to go into Gaza with. And you're seeing that. Um, I, I saw the UN ambassador, Israel's ambassador to the UN, said today to CNN. We're not worrying about what comes next. We're going into Gaza. We're getting rid of Hamas. We're not worrying right now uh, what comes next. That right, that concerns me. I'm concerned by people who call for a ceasefire and mm -hmm. don't care about what comes next. And I'm very doubly concerned in a sense about people who call for war and don't know what comes next, because you got to. The two things have to work together in some way. Uh, it's it's painful to see people die for uh, any purpose other than we don't know and and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Benny Gantz, the you know the center or center rightist even who's coming in, uh, reportedly he wants some kind of exit strategy. So it's not just a goddamn mess. In addition to all the people being killed, but I haven't seen it yet. They said they've set up a committee. Uh, I hope that you know. I hope there's some idea uh, of what it looks like next. What I what I'm pretty sure of is it's not going to look like what it was before. Um, 
you know, Netanyahu was elected first in 2009. Well, he was elected in 1996, but he made his comeback in 2009 with the slogan of we're going to topple Hamas. And there have been half a dozen wars against Hamas, plus other operations, and they seem to never do it because for all sorts of reasons, because of the death toll, because of mm-hmm. the international reaction, because it was more convenient to have Hamas than to have a more moderate, all sorts of reasons going on. And by death toll, I mean on both sides. I think that at this stage, I think that we might be in a different place. And that, that is a more literal um, comprehension of the slogan, Topple Hamas, because I don't think it's coming only from the right anymore. I think it's a general sentiment yeah. that people, people won't live with an existential trauma of thinking that they could be massacred by Hamas if only Hamas were able to. Right. Now, that's, an observa- that's an observation of what Israelis are thinking. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, what, what I was going to ask you is if you would, um, and I, I know you're not a historian, but you know the area and the region, and this is where you, you know, your, your work is centered. Um, can you give us a little, just a, a, a basic uh, background into Hamas and Gaza and, you know, the reason I'm asking you to do this is one of my one of my favorite listeners, somebody who engages regularly, um, she she sent me a message after David and I, my husband and I did a show last week because I couldn't keep silent. Uh, last Monday, I had to say something after the events of the weekend and we just went live without my full studio just uh, from our Airbnb before we moved into the house Um to talk about this because it's so, look, I'm a secular Jew. I'm not religious. I, I, I disdain organized religion. However, I'm Jewish by tradition and my family, we have a history as Jewish people of, uh, of wandering for eons and never having a homeland and being slaughtered simply because we're Jewish. So there's a sensitivity there. And when we heard what happened on the 7th of October, it's like, oh my God, this was supposed to be never again. Well, never again is now. Um, and we're seeing this. Now, I'm not saying that Israel is blameless in any of this because, no, no, no. right, because you've got these people in, in an open air prison in Gaza. They can't leave. They can't get, it's so, but, uh, you know, I, I, what, what Hamas did on October 7th is despicable and disgusting and every bit as disgusting as the Nazis. And, and, and this listener sent me a message and she said, Nicole, you're joining the throngs in demonizing Hamas as the ANC and Nelson Mandela was. Israel has killed 200 Palestinians this year thus far. And first of all, there's so much there. But I said, I'm demonizing Hamas. They did that themselves. They've always been terrorists, but they planned to massacre hundreds of innocent kids at a rave. I'm not saying Israel is innocent, but Hamas are terrorists. And she said, no, they are not. They were democratically elected. Israel are terrorists who have stolen lands in violation of international law. Let's agree to disagree. You're looking at this ongoing issue through different lenses than I. Um, can can you is is Hamas a democratically elected organization? I know they were elected once thirty years ago, but I don't think they've yeah, had an election since. And, what was it? Two thousand five, two thousand six. My memory fails. Um, I mean, there's a lot of weeds to get into. Yeah. Um, I actually saw someone write. And this was a response to people who were blaming Palestinians for electing Hamas and said, I forget what percentage of people who were even alive in Gaza when Hamas was elected. Um, they had one election, so, one yeah. election and none since. Now, that's not only Hamas's fault. I mean, that's Israel's fault also. There's issues of rejecting elections in East Jerusalem. There's all sorts of uh, of stuff going on. Okay. Um, look, I remember when... Yasser Arafat got up at the uh, in 1988 and said, "Hey, we've changed. We've changed our mission statement basically, and we're accepting Resolution 242 of the UN." And I remember Israel's reaction, and it was it was terrible. It was like we we don't need them, and I, and I you know I was seething at that, and I fought, and I was so glad when five years later, Israel sort of changed its tune and said, "Okay, we're recognizing that there's a." 
We're recognizing that the PLO is the legitimate representative of the Palestinian people. We're going to engage with them. I'm not saying that Israel was ever... I don't know. I don't have a window into the soul of Yitzhak Rabin. I don't think Netanyahu was ever serious about um, uh, about negotiations. I'm just what I what I'm trying to say here is, I never saw the PLO as an inherently negative actor. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I do see Hamas as an inherently negative actor. Okay. I don't see how they contribute to peace, justice, and equality for Palestinians and Jews from the river to the sea. I don't see them enabling a process to move forward. I think they will have to go. How they go, I don't know. I, I, I humble myself before you and your listeners, and I have a lot of, um, how should I put this? I, I, it's going to sound sarcastic, but people who are more certain of, of what happens now I really have, I, I feel like, well, I wish I could be so certain. I don't know. I don't know. I've heard ideas of an Arab League force that helps remove Hamas or an Egyptian force. I've heard UN force. That's not my area of expertise to tell mm -hmm. you how it's going to work and what the mechanics are. I, I really wish that that's what we were talking about now and not about you know, I don't I don't go to I stand with Israel rallies and I don't go to I stand with Palestine rallies. Right. Because that's, you know, today in my local newspaper, I saw in my community side by side articles, a stand with Israel and a stand with Palestine. And basically it makes the situation seem that you have to choose a team. And yes. it's either are. And I friggin can't stand that anymore. You and me both. You know, OK, so this morning, a horrific event, a hospital on Gaza, in Gaza, was bombed. Uh, the Palestinians, Hamas, immediately blamed Israel. Israel is saying, hold on, we don't bomb hospitals. Historically, we've never done that. We don't do that. And they're saying it was a misfire from some other terrorist group that's that's in Gaza that uh, I'm looking for my the article here that I, of course, I can't. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, here, can I you go ahead, yeah. No, look, I don't know what happened. We, and that's the is point. Nobody Israel knows. Sure. Yeah. Israel is guilty for years yep. of what I would call callous indifference. Exactly. I don't see what it, why it would serve Israel to attack a hospital. It wouldn't. For its own interests, not because they care. But I think Israel is guilty of callous indifference and not making sh as sh nearly as sure as they should have to avoid civilian casualties. Can I say that they were targeting? I don't know. You don't know. And that's the thing. Know. And until and there will be a way to figure out once they get in and see what the remnants of the bomb, I guess, there are ways to forensically figure out where this firepower came from. But and there might need to be international involvement to do that. That's right. If only because why would the Palestinians trust Israel? Exactly. But, and they shouldn't. And yeah. they shouldn't. But by the same token, uh, they're saying the rocket uh, Israel is saying that the, it was caused by a misfired rocket launched by the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, a terrorist group operating within Gaza. But some people aren't waiting for the facts, including a couple of Democratic Congress women and, and uh, Rashida Tlaib um, uh, tweeted uh, Israel just bombed the, the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children's patients, just like that. That's irresponsible because you don't know. And I simply pointed this out in response to someone else on Blue Sky who then responded by telling me to go fuck myself and said, I'd see, I guess you like seeing dead Palestinian babies. What is wrong with people? No, I don't. I don't like seeing any dead babies. I'm just saying, wait until the facts are out before you place blame, because you can't take that shit back. So, um, I mean, social media, for all the wonderful things that it's is, done, is trash. created an, an, an urgency to... Um, be the fastest and the loudest. Um, and I don't, I don't do that. And I look, my, I wrote something that you, you know, you said you had seen in, in times of Israel blogs last week. I, I try to keep my eyes on the bigger picture. Not that 
thousands of lives aren't a big picture for mm-hmm. everyone involved. They are. But I feel that that the whole area is doomed to do this, not to just today and not tomorrow, but again and again and again, unless there is a mounting call, both within the two societies and especially internationally, that there has to be, this can't be allowed anymore what happens again and again and again. No. It can't be, you know, we can't keep doing this, these these mini wars are now a declared war. And how many people, how many thousands of people each time and how much fear and hatred is there each time? So it's not that I don't, of course, I sympathize. This is a, 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 a terrible tragedy. I just want people to pay more attention to how do we get out of this mess? What are our ways forward? And I'd like to see Joe Biden be talking about that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great that he stands with Israel. I mean, great. Um, I understand why he does it. Um, a terrible thing happened to not just the people who were killed, but to all of Israel. But there's got to be more than that. There's got to be more that he says, which is, and, and I've, I've seen this, I've seen some of the reporting that there are Americans in Lincoln are pushing for a day after plan. And they have to keep pushing and not just pushing for a plan, a, a sensible plan, a plan that makes sense and, and delivers freedom and equality and justice for all. And that's they what say, you wrote about. They, but- they talk about equal measures. I mean, that's what Blinken came out with last year. Equal measures of dignity and opportunity and freedom. And those were great words. The Americans have to translate that and Europeans have to translate that. And they have to be knocking on the door of um, of the Israeli government and saying it is not enough to go back because this is, cannot be about revenge. That is a terrible motivation. Yes, certainly can't be about flattening Gaza. That's a, that's a, that's a it's an obscene slogan, and yet it's making the rounds in Israel as well. Not from everybody, but yes, from way too many people. And I think Biden also has to show moral leadership and say that is totally unacceptable. Right. The only way we get out of this and not you know, do Groundhog Day with this is what's your plan? What's your plan? And not just spinning the status quo or, or something, some kind of reoccupation or so. Yeah, you were, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, um, I, I was going to say I was saying this. This is what you wrote about. And I want to get to the article you wrote about in The Times yeah, of Israel. Sure. Um, but I'm looking in my chat room with people who hang out with me every day. And there's this one guy who said there's no question there's no question that um, that that Israel did this. And then the, even Israel admitted it. Well, no, you cannot put out misinformation like this. It has not been determined who did this. Israel says they did not do it. There would be no reason for them to do it. And yet you're going to come into my house and say there's no question and you're going to lie and say Israel admitted they did it. That is Bullshit. It's just bullshit. And I don't appreciate it. So um, anyway, I'm going to if he keeps it up, I'm going to block him. What I first said is, if you really think that, I hope you stay tuned and wait until the facts come out. And then you can see how dangerous it is, dangerous it is to make shit up. I thought we're fighting against fake news and jumping to conclusions. God, it pisses me off. Anyway, Ron. You want to talk about the article. Yes, I want to talk about the article. So you have a piece up in the Times of Israel, why it's important but so hard to be thinking about the day after. What do you mean by the day after? So I I was sort of alluding to this before. Um, You know, in the middle, I wrote this last, mid last week. um, And it was directed more at a... Israel sympathetic audience, I guess, because those are the people who would read Times of Israel more than others. Sure. Um, and and the initial inclination was, you know, we got to do something, or and and by something I don't mean get the hostages out. I mean, you know, stick it to Hamas or get rid of Hamas. And and some people I'm sure want to get rid of the Palestinian people. You know, Israel is not a monolith. There's all sorts of different takes on it. And there's a thinking especially spun by the Netanyahu government, of which doesn't really want, you know, it doesn't want to end the occupation. No. Uh, large portions of its government want to, you know, annex the entire territory and create an apartheid state. 
some people say it's already an apartheid state, but there are elements within his government, and I don't know what the, it's in Netanyahu's soul, but I wouldn't put it past him, to be acceptable with the idea of these kind of Bantustan autonomy set up in the West Bank. And so that's not a solution. When I'm talking about a day after, I don't mean that kind of day after. But there has to be something that um, we need to look at a better way that Jews and Palestinians are going to be able to agree to, because if not, um, I don't want to say, I'm not a rabbi, but I'll just put it, I think I put it roughly like this. When everyone is fearful and everyone is angry and everybody should be fearful and angry, and we don't have some light to move forward to, then we treat, retreat into our tribal encampments and we both wish disappearance and destruction on the other side and we take part in disappear. We, we, we wish to disappear the other side. Yeah. That's what, um, you know, that's what, what the, the, you know, the fever dreams of expel, expelling the Palestinians are for large portions of Israeli society. That's what the go back to Poland dreams are of, of you know, uh, of, of extremists on the Palestinian side. And if we don't have a horizon, if we don't have something that we're actually going to, the people who are going, the only people with a vision are going to be the people who say that side can't exist here. That's really dangerous. It is very dangerous. And so there has to be a way. And you 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 do say um, in like uh, in the article about a coalition of of us living together, which is possible unless one side keeps, you know, and and in this instance, it is Israel doing it, saying, nope, you got to be over there and we're not going to let you out. We're not going to let you vote. We're not going to give you food and water. And although they backtracked on giving them water, I guess. Um, But, you know, that's that's disgusting to someone like me watching from the outside saying, I want to defend Israel in some sense. Um, but this stuff is not tenable. You can't, you can't do that shit. So, uh, is there a day after without, if, if Israel doesn't relent on this open air prison and, and, and the Gazans keep bombing the shit out of Israel, which has been happening all along. Right. Right. So there's a, there's a small coalition of Israelis and Palestinians working uh, under the banner of a movement called the Land for All. Um, and they proposed the idea of a confederation, a shared Jerusalem, people to able to live where they want, anywhere between the river and the sea, but vote in their country. Um, it goes a long way. You know, you've had these, these talks and talks and talks and always these stumbling blocks. So a lot of what they propose, the aim is let's get let's figure out how to get past all these obstacles that have always gotten in the way of you know this and, and let's recognize that the entire area is holy for those who are religious mm-hmm. or cherished for those who just embrace their own ethnicity and nationality to everyone. And let's figure out a way to recognize that, respect that, and make it a livable place for both peoples. Um what's been going on for 56 years of occupation i mean it's it's you know it's a crime it's a crime that that it's been done but it's a crime that's been allowed to happen it's been a crime that the discourse from western capitals has been kind of shrug of the shoulders or this 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 futile sort of pro, you know peace process, which was a great idea, and I don't think it was a you know I don't think it was a curse word when it started, but eventually it just became a, a, a you know a, a kind of synonym for let's spin wheels and make believe we're doing something. So there's new visions now of of ways forward. There's new energies. Um, I personally am a fan of the idea of confederation. Mm-hmm. I know there are other ideas of binational state and federation. I have. I just urge all of us to think more creatively, more positively. We can't go back. We can't go back to what was before October 7th. We can't go back to endless occupation for that matter. Nope. Um, and we can't go back to um, to unproductive peace process uh, and going back and forth with confidence building measures that leave nowhere and, you know, and talks that drag on and on. I think this is everything that's going on 
should be a call to action by the international community and by Israelis and Palestinians as well. Absolutely. By the way, so Ron Skolnick is our guest, and we're talking about this article that he wrote uh, for the Times of Israel, which I will post on the blog where I post the show. It'll be at NicoleSandler.com slash 10-17-23, because that's today's date. But I want to let you know, if you're interested in reading up about this confederation that Ron's talking about, um, the website is IsraelPalestineConfederation.org. You're the director of this loosely based group, not quite an organization, but maybe exactly, an organization. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and working towards that, which I'm glad, you know, I, you know, I told you I was moving. So for the last month, I've been off the air. This is my first real show back yeah, right. on mm-hmm. from the studio. Um, while I was out, I had some old shows running on Progressive Voices, the network, while, you know, during my, uh, my time off the air. And um, and then as I wasn't ready to go yet after October 7th, I needed to come up with a few uh, shows to run. Well, I ran one over the years before he died. I had the opportunity three times to speak with Uri Avnuri, who mm-hmm. um, was a brilliant man. And all he wanted was peace. And he was part of the original Knesset. And he was the first Israeli to meet with Yasser Arafat. And by the same, I, and and he was the first Jew that Yasser Arafat had met with. He was trying to broker a peace, um, and uh, uh, he uh, he. All I can think, I think of him today, and think he'd be rolling over in his grave. That yeah. this is just so. It, it it shouldn't be this way, and it doesn't have to be this way. And I think, and this is pure speculation on my part, but I think if you surveyed the majority of the uh, citizens who live in Israel, who even who live in Gaza, they don't want this. In Gaza, they don't want Hamas. And in Israel, they don't want the occupation and the endless wars. But maybe I'm wrong. I think there's a huge trust gap. I mean, I'm not far from the first one who's who's ever said that. There's an enormous amount of distrust on either side or the other side. And it's understandable. Um... You know, it doesn't matter. I feel for the numbers, but the numbers don't matter to somebody when something happens nearby them or they could be the victim. They're going to feel that they're in danger, whether a thousand on this side and five thousand on that side. It's clear that Israel has a superior weaponry and sadly is going to inflict greater numbers. But everyone in the area, I'm sure. Israelis, Palestinian, Jewish, and Arab are hurting and scared. Yep. yep. And, you know, I think that the leaderships on both sides, they're not courageous. They're not visionary. Um, Israelis aren't going anywhere. Jewish Israelis aren't going anywhere. Palestinians aren't going anywhere. Two nations exist in a very small piece of land. And... You know, we may want peace, but there needs to be somebody, you know, I'm waiting for leaders who are going to point the way. Um, I'm more familiar with Israeli discourse. The current government is not going to point the way. No. I, you know, I don't see that happening. I, I don't see a declare out of the company. You know, Netanyahu has to go. There needs to be something more visionary, even if it's... It's not a leftist, but somebody who says, you know what, we have to, we're at a historic juncture. We're at an inflection point. And if we don't use this in a positive way, if we don't move this forward in some way, we're only going to go backward. I I and couldn't I agree more. And that, that's horrible. It's just truly horrible uh, because uh, the cynic in me, and, you know, my name is Sin Nicole. You know, Nicole that just took the CY away, but sometimes it comes back. Um, is This is the beginning of World War III. This is not going to end. And the fact that we have American congressmen saying with unequivocally that Israel bombed this hospital with no proof when Israel is denying and saying we did not do this. And for um, balance, we have American congressmen saying flatten Gaza. That's right. And on the same other side, we have that as well. And they're both fucking wrong. I just don't see where that moves things forward. It doesn't. It Um, doesn't. 
I don't see where screaming moves things forward. I don't see where wishing the other side away or saying they should never have come or saying, oh, the Palestinians came from Saudi Arabia. They don't belong. All that discourse has to go. Yep. There are real live people living there. Most of them, you know, sort of don't trust each other. But there are some that are actually working together. There are Israeli-Palestinian organizations that are finding each other. I believe that they are going to be the voice of tomorrow. If not, you know, God, if God exists, help us all. Yeah. And we have to listen to those voices that are saying we have to see each other as human beings, hear each other's narratives. Maybe we don't agree with each other's narratives, but hear them. They're both legitimate. Absolutely. Certainly both people's lives are legitimate. Um, and, and I hope those, I, I hope that if anything comes positively out of these, these tragic, tragic circumstances is that maybe people will give these voices more of a listening than they did over the years where they rolled their eyes and say nothing can be done. Something has to be done. Right. And maybe not jump to conclusions. Maybe wait for the facts. That's what we learn after every mass shooting you know, the, the, the news uh, organizations all jump in to, to say things instead of waiting to find out what happened. And they're always misreporting it because until the facts are gleaned, we don't know. We just don't know. What we do know is that what happened today in Gaza at that hospital is horrific. And whoever did it, whoever is responsible is to blame. Not, um, you know, oh, uh, as this idiot that I just banned from my chat room. Oh, there, there's no doubt Israel did it. Well, who else? You know, that's the I problem. Mean, I, I don't Stop know, it. I don't know who fired the weapon, but I would say this, that ultimately the situation of war, I mean, Israel has a role in that. Yeah, big role. Um, and, and it's the situation of war and the dehumanization that has arisen on both sides, I think, that leads us to where we are today. Who pulled the trigger? Who pressed the button? It's an important question. I think it has to be, you know, it has to be at some point sussed out. But... Um, Let's wait yeah. to see the rocket part, says Silly Wonka in the chat room just said. The only proof rocket parts and hopefully an international coalition will be allowed in to sift through the 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 rubble and figure this out and, and you know what it, it in the end yes it matters but it doesn't matter they're both wrong and this shit's got to stop and i don't see any end in sight because the 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 tensions are so high and this arguing amongst ourselves is not making it any better so i hope everybody reads your piece because it it just makes sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a little, you know, it's a humble little piece pointing a certain direction forward that hopefully gets us out of the direction of, of choosing teams, yeah. um, choosing good versus evil, um, and, and looking to find the good in both sides in a, in a workable way that their everyone's needs can be um can be addressed. Ron Skolnick, thank you so much. Maybe one of these days we can talk when something horrible isn't happening in the world. Or something good. Thank you, Nicole. Right. Thank you. I really appreciate you, you coming on today. I hope I hope that was okay. It's fine. Thank you. All right. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Um, uh, Ron Skolnick, again, an old, uh, you know, an elementary school classmate of mine. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, social media has a lot of problems. But occasionally, you know, it's cool because we we can connect with somebody that we hadn't seen in 50 years. And um, that's a good thing. All right. Uh, we are done for the day. Although, um, you know, we're in overtime. And if uh, I, I saw the phone ring a minute ago, I know that there's a lot of tensions on both sides. How about this? I have nothing planned so far for the rest of the week. Um Oh, Chris said, oh, I didn't know that, Nicole. Back up to the beginning of the interview, I, I showed <laughs> class pictures from second through sixth grade. Yeah, uh, uh, just to show that we go way back. Um, you know, maybe tomorrow we talk about it. Maybe tomorrow I open the phones and a colonel, colonel, however he says his name, I banned him from the chat room. Because you can't unequivocally state something what you don't know. Wait for the facts. 
Wait for the facts. Either way, it's horrific. It's horrible. But wait for the facts before you place blame on one entity or the other. Or, yes, Hernan says opinions don't wait. Or state it as an opinion. But don't state it as fact. Oh, it's obvious Israel did it. Bullshit. Make that louder. Bullshit. Bullshit. Nothing's obvious except that they're all fucked up. They're all fucked up. And they don't care about the, 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 the preciousness of life. All right. With that, I guess I'm done. Uh, I don't like leaving like this, but, you know, I'm not going to be able to solve the problems of the world right now or ever. I need to join an afternoon club or something. No, but now I'm done at three o'clock. So, Fantoma, don't tell me what to do. Telling me not to shout in the microphone, for fuck's sake. It's my microphone. I'll shout in it if I want to. Just saying. Okay. See, same old me, just in a different place. I'll see you tomorrow. Those of you who haven't driven away yet. And you know what? If you are, the summit's canceled. No, that's not good for anybody. Anybody. Maybe they should get the UN uh, into the side of this hospital to figure out what happened there. I'm, you know, part of me just wants to climb under a rock and, 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 and stop talking about it because it's not doing anybody any good. But I will fight another day. A fight for the truth. I'm not fighting for Israel. I'm not try- fighting for the Palestinians. I'm fighting for humanity, for God's sake. And until we can treat each other as human beings, regardless of what God we worship, because it's all bullshit anyway, we will never, ever be able to just be humans. And with that, I'll say I'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everyone.